Please remain standing as we hear our gospel lesson for, for today from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. He said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a, but a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will pay you whatever more you have spent. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word. And as we meditate on these things, we pray that you open our hearts and our minds so that we can hear you. Amen. Love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Do these things and you will live. St. Mark United Methodist Church was actually originally started as a mission created by First Methodist Church in 1872. The mission was located in what was considered at the time outside of Atlanta city limits in an area that was nicknamed Tight Squeeze for its reputation of having regular occurrences of violence and crime. And so many people would say that it would be a tight squeeze to get through that area with your life intact. The setting of our text today, the road between Jerusalem and Jericho, held a similar reputation of being dangerous. It was known during Jesus' time that travelers on this road were often targets of theft and violence, 
And so I found this connection interesting between our text this morning and the origins of St. Mark as it started out as a mission seeking to serve those in its community. And while Peachtree Mission would soon become Sixth Methodist Church and then eventually St. Mark United Methodist Church, this community has continued to define itself by its love for God and its love for its neighbors and has it allowed its approach to fulfilling this mission to evolve over time as the needs of its people and its community has evolved. But we can still see that original inspiration of this community of being a ministry that sought to meet the needs of the people they encountered, to be a neighbor to those in need, as a through line that is still guiding the life of St. Mark today. And so this text reminds us that as a church and as a people of faith, that we are in communion with God when we love God and when we love our neighbors. And this is a reminder that we as a community can return to over and over again in our ministry. Now we know that showing love for our neighbors is central to our calling as people of faith. But I would like to point out that our text for today complicates this notion of what being a neighbor is in a couple of different ways. First is that the parable that Jesus tells makes clear that who we consider to be our neighbors should not only just be those who we identify with. The parable tells a story of a Jewish man who has been traveling down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho and who fell into the hands of robbers and had been injured and left for dead. Eventually, a priest and a Levite walked down the road, both of who, by the way, would have considered this man to be one of their own people, a neighbor, but neither of them stopped, but they walked to the other side and passed him by. A Samaritan, who would not have considered the injured man to be one of his own, for it is known that the Jewish people and the Samaritans had a contemptuous relationship. But it was a Samaritan who was moved by compassion, by seeing someone who was in need. And this brings me to the second way that this parable kind of complicates our understanding of being a neighbor. I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but when Jesus goes to respond to the man who is questioning him about who his neighbor should be, he does it in kind of a roundabout way. The man asks Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus responds with a parable, which at the end of Jesus asks, who was a neighbor to the man on the road? So Jesus' response is not a list of all the different people who the man should consider a neighbor. Instead, Jesus implies that loving your neighbor as yourself has more to do with responding with love to whoever you encounter. So rather than a list of those that we must include, and then consequently implying that there are people that we can exclude. We are called to be led by our love for God whenever we encounter anyone.
We are called to show love to all people in all places. We are called to care for people in abundance, especially when we are caring for someone who is suffering. To love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, we must learn to love what God loves, meaning we must love all of creation, all of humanity, and we must even learn to love ourselves, because to love your neighbor as yourself means that we must also extend love and compassion to ourselves. And this call to love God and to love your neighbor has been one that St. Mark has answered in different ways throughout its history. In 1957, Dow Kirkpatrick, the senior pastor at St. Mark at the time, joined 80 other Atlanta clergy in crafting the Minister's Manifesto in hopes of urging the government and citizens of Atlanta to engage in efforts to integrate Atlanta schools. These ministers felt that God was calling their churches to find new ways to be in community, ones that did not allow race to limit who they saw as their neighbors. In the early 90s, when the attendance at St. Mark had dwindled and the closure of the church was being considered, this community was called again to be a neighbor, this time through becoming an ally to the LGBTQ community. As the story goes, St. Mark began passing out water during Atlanta's Pride Parade to show that the love of God is extended to all people. And in response to God's love, this community welcomes all people. The story of renewed life at St. Mark is called the Miracle on Peachtree because it shows how powerful it is when a community of people respond to the present moment that they find themselves in with love of God and love of neighbor. In 2011, St. Mark voted to affiliate with the Reconciling Ministries Network of the United Methodist Church, further committing to welcoming all people and affirming all people as divinely made and loved by God. And in 2020, St. Mark, along with everyone else, had to figure out how to do church during a pandemic. We have to ask, how do we love our neighbors while also keeping our neighbors safe? Taking this time to talk about the history of our community allows us to remember all the different ways that St. Mark has lived into its mission of loving, accepting, and serving. And this isn't to say that our church has never fallen short of its calling to love God and to love what God loves. But it does go to show that our love for God and that our love for our neighbors cannot be disconnected from one another. And that this calling is one that we can always return to whenever we find ourselves asking, who are we and what are we meant to be doing? And I just want to take a moment to say that I myself have been deeply impacted by the loving community here at St. Mark. I'm approaching the end of my time as an intern here, 
And I just want to express that I am so grateful for all the ways that this community has welcomed me in and has allowed me the opportunities to grow here in my ministry and in my faith. The radical hospitality and loving community that I have witnessed here at St. Mark is something that I will carry with me as I continue in school and in ministry, but also as a person of faith who is seeking to learn ways to better love God and love my neighbor. So thank you. And as a congregation, we are approaching a transition as we are excitedly awaiting for our new senior pastor, Carolyn, to start and to learn in what ways she will walk alongside this community as we find new ways to live into our mission of loving, accepting, and serving. And so I hope that these meditations on our text today and the remembering of St. Mark's history is a reminder and an encouragement that we can always be oriented by our love of God and our love of our neighbors. Let it be so.